Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, and it's another uh, edition of Round the Boards, the Speedway podcast this evening, joined by my regular co-hosts, uh, Rob. You're back for a second week this week, and um, Kane joining me. How are we doing this evening, guys? All good, mate. Yeah, all good to be back, although I'm, I'm off again next week, so you have to find another guest. You're going to have to find a guest <laughs> replacement for me, mate, or run rider replacement, whichever one's easiest for you, but... Uh, I think we've got some guests lined up, so we might be able to get someone on in your place for another week. Is, is my average high enough for you to have a decent guest, is it all? Um, well, there's a 25 percent <laughs> reduction now because we've gone past the 28 day period. Ah, so. see, there we go. <laughs> but we'll come on to that a little bit later in the show. But uh, tonight on the show, um, we've got a guest on, obviously, who I'm going to introduce to you in a minute. Um, but we've also got um, a preview to the the next round of the Grand Prix in Warsaw, Poland, um, on Saturday. Uh, the normal meeting previews, reviews, meetings of the week. Um, a trip down to Kane's Clinic, Rob's Rider Replacement Watch, Bunting's Bookies, and of course, everyone's favourite at the moment, it seems to be the blog, um, which has stirred a little bit of interest this week. But um, to begin with, um, delighted to say we're joined on the show this evening by our guest, who's safe Derby at the moment, but delighted to say former world champion Sam Ermelenko is on the show. How are we doing this evening, Sam? Oh, absolutely fabulous, especially now the sun's starting to shine here in uh, where I'm at in the UK. It's beautiful. Yeah, for, for those who haven't got the visuals like we have, Sam's just relaxing in his back garden in the moment, taking in the last <laughs> like he's back in California again. Yeah, it feels like it for a change. I tell you what, I got back into town in early February, and I think this is the best day I've had so far. Beautiful. It's been a nice day here as well, but... Um, Lo and behold, all of the speedway has been cancelled tomorrow as we sit here in sunshine today. But that's that's sport for you. But um, once again, thanks for joining us on the show, Sam. And I just want to start, um, you probably are aware of this, but um, this year will mark 30 years since you became champion of the world um, back in Pocken in Germany in 1993. Mm-hmm. I hope 
doesn't make you feel too old. But um, <laughs> what are your memories of that day in Pop in 1993? Obviously, something I remember, I watched you vividly during that period at the overseas finals at Coventry, but also that particular meeting, um, an incident <clears> with Hattie Nielsen. So, so what do you remember of that day in Pocken? Well, it was kind of a spoiler. With, it was a spoiler with the actual, uh, you know, controversial heat and and the, everybody kind of jumping and invading the track and all the delays. But my focus was um, was uh, still perfect as far as trying to do my job. The whole weekend was um, more about spending time with my son because it was his birthday on the same day, and my son's a pretty much he likes golfing, so we went to a golfing resort. And hung out there, and and the practice of parking was on the Friday, but the meeting was on a Sunday, so we had some quality time together. And then the event itself was, um, yeah, it was um, surreal. To be fair, it was one of those things where, you know, I didn't really feel it was a world championship when I wanted. I just won another meeting. It was definitely there, but it was more. It took it took the whole remainder of that season to really feel that I actually accomplished that. To be fair. Yeah. I suppose in many respects, for somebody who had such a, a glittering speedway career, um, you must count yourself to be involved in a period of such great riders that you only actually managed to get one world championship under your belt. Of yeah, course, injuries are as well. Yeah, that's basically it. I mean, I came in on the, as the English say, I came in on the back foot anyway. I mean, I, was, um, I started speedway when I was in my, just starting my 20s. And um, that's pretty late to actually have a long career as I did. Um, but I also had a really horrific accident when I was 16 on the road. And that um, I did, it was, I basically took on Speedway because it wasn't as physical as motocross. And I really liked motocross at the time. And I thought that's where I was going because my father had a business in, um, in the motorcycle industry. And I was a part of that. And from 13 years old to all 16, I was really hanging out with with doing the crossers. Yeah, and then after after the success of 1993, being world champion, 1994, not such a good defence of the title in Voins in Denmark. But then you moved on to the start of what was the Grand Prix series in 1995, and you finished third in the world that year. How different was it moving from the one-off world final into the GP series and how did you find it? Were you a, a fan of the one-off or were you more of a fan of the series in the end? Yeah, that's, um, that's a good question. Um, I think um, I, I had a mechanic that worked with me that was really loyal to um, myself being successful in the, in the game of Speedway. And we had a really good team of people. We had our own engine building facility for doing stuff for me. Um, we had um, my mechanic that actually did my chassis and worked on the bikes was based in another area. So my job really was to, <coughs> excuse me, was to train and uh, do the financial side of things and make sure everybody had what they needed to make sure we're at the racetrack. And um, he actually, when we won the world championship, he, he threw the towel in. He says, I'm done. He was an Australian. His name was Danny Gulliger. And he gave it up. Um, so in the 1994 world championships, I didn't have Danny. <coughs> excuse me. And, um, and that really... We we probably and and there was a lot of if you if you can recall any of the kind of stuff we had um, there was there was exhaust issues wasn't there um, yeah. if you recall a lot of problems with the pipes and all that stuff and um, we had to find a choice 
of what we needed to run. And, and when I finished the 94 uh, world final, my bike was way too powerful because we had the wrong exhaust on it. And whenever I reported back to Danny on that, he goes, we never would have used that, Sam. You should have ran that. Well, my new mechanics, they weren't in sync with that. So we pretty much lost a year there. We could have been a lot more competitive because I still had a pretty good average racing all over the other leagues. We just on the on that one off world final, it wasn't in my in my favor as far as the performance of my equipment was. It was too strong. And then when it came to Grand Prix, oh, this is an opportunity and a half. This is going to be great because I think I'm better averaged out than I am on the one night. But then um, the laydowns came in, didn't they? And then yeah. it, it all of a sudden threw that on the balance. So because we had our own tuning tuning um, place for my bikes, we were chasing our asses the whole time, to be fair. You know, we're trying to get the carburetors to work. We're trying to do things. And we had, I had a good team of guys, but it was difficult because I was racing all around Europe and stuff and Sweden and Poland and Germany and Denmark. And, and I was having pretty inconsistent results, mainly because we couldn't get the carburetors to work correctly. And we were throwing everything at them. Um, so even in the, even in that, um, 95 world Grand Prix series, we, we just salvaged their place because we just, we just got lucky at the end of it all and was able to pick up enough points to be on the podium. Hmm. I think with the Grand Prix series itself, as, uh, as, as mm. British fans ourselves, we saw with Mark Loram in the 1999 series, it's not always about winning these GPs. And I suppose to, to many, in many respects, it's the same with Bartosz Marslik in, in in the current era. You don't have to win every Grand Prix. You can you can almost settle for a position knowing that it's accumulating points over a series. You know, it's a bit, it's a bit of a comfort zone. But when you when you as you labeled um, Smarzlik right now, I mean that guy is just he's just one of those guys that is so focused and, and he believes in himself, and he's in this. He's in this little capsule, I would say, where everything's right. And um, when you have that kind of aura around you, when you're that at that level, um, to break to break him, you got to find somebody else in their little bubble that's growing into that kind of a situation. And as we've all seen and witnessed, I mean, you can interview any one of these guys that are good on the podium at any one of the Grand Prix, and they don't have the answers. You know, they're just like. We pulled this together as a team. We got here because their bubble can break anytime. And um, when you got that momentum working for you, you believe in yourself. And I kind of believed in myself when I was going after the world championships, not to be world champion, just to be a great racer. And um, Bartus has really got that um, recipe. And there's a heck of a lot of guys right there willing to take it away from him. And let's, let's face it, the first Grand Prix. Come on, Bartos didn't win that. There was there was three Englishmen up there battling for that. Bartos was gifted the inside at the end of it all. And man, you can't give that guy that quality of a rider the inside gate. No, I think we had we had a discussion last week regarding the choices, shall we say, of of, of well, particularly the British guys in the semi-finals. You could see Dan was torn between one and two, but as you say. You can't give Schmarslick the inside gate going into a semi-final. It's it, it's bound for danger. But um, yeah, I think looking at what Ty Wolfenden did, I think was pretty brave. You know, obviously being in the second semi, you know, he thought that outside line uh, coming off gate four was going was going to wrap it up for him if he got there. But man, that's a tall order. You you know you 
I don't think any one of these guys are good enough to be that that guy that can say I can take it from that outside gate when that's that kind of a field at the moment. They're all as good as each other at times, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And just moving away from the individual front, I think um during your period as an American speedway rider, you, you were predominantly much more successful in the pairs and the world team cup events, riding with the likes of I mean there was there's been some great American riders over the years. I think of the when I first started going, the Moran brothers um, Rick Miller, Lance King, John Cowboy Cook, uh, Bobby Schwartz, just names that are synonymous with Speedway and American Speedway. What was, and we spoke to Bruce Pennell about this, what was the camaraderie like for you between the Americans? Was it was it totally different when you're riding as a team as opposed to against each other? Um, um, I have a little bit of a different feeling on that. I mean, I think Bruce was probably the All-American. You know, he was one yeah. of those guys that really... He was a symbol, um, and a lot of the guys looked up to him and that thing. I didn't even know who Bruce Penall was when I started racing Speedway. I didn't know there was a world champion in Speedway. And it wasn't that wasn't my. I was recovering from an injury that I was just battling myself. I was thinking, you know, this is something I can do and I can have fun. Maybe I can be successful at it. Maybe I would. And I had a, a wife and I had two kids and I had to support them. Um, but when we did come together as a team. Being being an American involved with them, I was I was a little bit kind of coached along by Bobby Schwartz because Bobby Schwartz opened his door for me when I was riding for pool um, in 1983 and 84, and he was based in Wembley, uh, um, Wombie, what's it called? Whatever it's called in Sutton Coalfield area, and he let me come up there and use his workshop to build bikes, and that opened the big door. Now I kind of got the feeling okay there's people the americans do help each other and that was kind of new to me i became i think i became that person after that and started focusing on hey if we're a team let's work as a team and anytime we were together it was like we're a team guys let's do this um i didn't have the freedom of being able to um how can i say be as loose and free to go to the um, out of speedway functions with the boys because they did do a lot of stuff. They did, they played golf. They did training together. They did a lot of stuff that I was a married man. I had to take care of my family. So I don't ever get to see these guys coming up to a team meeting or in the events. And every time we were together, it was without saying that we were a team. Mm. It was pretty easy to be that team. Brilliant. Yeah. As as Speedway does, it evolves over the years and, and American Speedway has evolved. How do you currently see the, the state of American Speedway? And is, do you see them becoming a much more bigger world force um, in the future? Well, they're such, they're such a they're so distant from the actual let's just let's break it down a little bit. Let's break it down. We got the Grand Prix, then we got league racing, whether you're in in the European league racing, or um, I guess probably Britain's probably the lowest of all the leagues. Well, I mean, if, if there was a chance for you to get on a lower league, it'd be somewhere like I don't know, Germany or something like that. Um, like Robert Lambert did. Robert Lambert actually went that route, didn't he? He went over to Germany and started breaking his, um, his skills on the big tracks and learning this stuff there. But being an American, you're so far away from the international side of Speedway and to get over here and start learning the trade, man, it's it's pretty difficult to do that. And and the other thing that's probably a factor is we don't graduate high school 
um, until you're in your 18, almost 18 years old. And, and that's, that's a tall order because at 18 years old, you, you, you're, you're pretty much a man. You got to rely on making a living for yourself. So I think there's, a, there's probably being so far away from the European scene is, is, is a big, big, difficult side of that. Hmm. Well, I mean, there is, there is a, there's a few up and coming American riders that we, we keep our eyes on in this show as well. And we hope to see them on a world stage again, particularly with the World Cup starting up again this year in Poland. But um, another topic that I wanted to talk to you about, uh, one that's probably particularly closer to you. Obviously, people will be synonymous with Wolverhampton Speedway. Um, obviously, we had the news come through in the last couple of weeks of um, Wolverhampton would not be going past October this year. The, the landlords have decided um, they're not going to let Wolverhampton ride there anymore. What's your... What are your initial thoughts on this news? Shocked, to be fair. Absolutely shocked. But I'm not. Um, I'm not surprised. But at the same time, you know, <laughs> being being the age that I am, you kind of start thinking about politics, um, uh, whether it's country or, or city, um, and you're thinking everybody's probably going to pull towards fighting this corner and it's probably going to be very difficult to win it there's only one example back and that's oxford oxford's come back from being shut down years ago and now they're back in um so what was that formula how did that work you know that's that's probably what the concentration should be more about is how did oxford pull it off and, and get it back um you know, maybe maybe somewhere there, there's a story that could be be used to be able to fight the corner at what Hampton's facing right now. But it doesn't look. I I spoke to Chris Van Stratton as soon as I heard the news. I let it, let it lie for a couple of days, and I gave him a call, and he personally told me what had happened, and it was a month in advance of his announcing it. So he had to chew that and keep that going on for that month, um, and. I was shocked, you know. I'm just thinking, wow. I feel more for him and his family. I mean, me as a as a Wolverhampton avid fan, and I do like to take a lot of my friends. Um, you know, Chris has labeled me the honorary president of the club, which means you know, bring people along, invite them into the speedway. The door's wide open for me, so every time I go there, I feel kind of cool. I, 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 my shoulders are broad, and I'm I'm walking in and. Everybody's very welcoming. I can bring my friends in or new people in and show them a good time. And we meet up again at another location where I met them or something. And it's great. Well, that's gone now. I'm not going to have that anymore. And I'm kind of like selfish thinking, man, that's it's kind of a bummer. But looking at it from the other side of what Chris must be thinking and, and the fans, I'm sure, are devastated about the fact. I just hope that there's some hope. Well, I think um, the hope comes from, I think, that the, the landlords um, have probably underestimated how passionate a Speedway fan can be and the sheer volume of numbers that have come forward on, on a petition um, to save Wolverhampton Speedway must give them a little bit more hope and belief that there's people behind them that want to save this club. And for me, it's it's another club that we don't want to lose. Um, yeah, Wolverhampton, just... again, absolutely synonymous with British Speedway. So. Yeah. It's, it's it's great to see that the Speedway community can come together at times like this and and provide support to a club, whoever it may be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I 
I just, you know, I, I was straight on it. There was a few journalists that um, contacted me, um, asked my kind of reaction feelings. And, you know, I, I would love to go up to, to bat and, and battle this with them. But it's like as hard as you're going to go at it, which you need to do it, the only thing you can do is hope that it does work out. Yeah, definitely so. And um, just looking ahead to the to the Speedway this season, um, Speedway on Eurosport, the Premiership's going to begin in a couple of weeks. Are you are you back in the fold again? Um, you know, doing yeah, commentary well, on Eurosport. I would like to think I am. Um, I had the I had the email from my producer about what's going on um, a couple months ago, um, and it's one of those things. I've been doing this for a long time, and um, I'm hoping that everything's going to be as normal. And are you, are you looking? I mean, you, surely you must be looking forward to this season. There's been, how should we say, some indifferent in goings on this season. But is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to seeing this season? Well, all in all, um, I'm looking for it'd be great to have a, a result we had last year, right down to the end, and, and such a spectacular final between two great clubs. Um, I'd like to think that there's clubs that um, feel they should have been in that final, and this is a new year for them. And, and you can already see. You know, the start, what is it, six weeks or so into it or whatever many weeks we're into it now, what's been going on. And and there's some they're, – they're already starting to – trying to restructure some of their some of their signings and stuff to get things better. Um, but it's nice to see some of the big boys coming back into the game and to see how that how that works. Um, yeah, it's an exciting time. Yeah, so, I mean, certainly we're looking forward to – to the, I say the the resumption of the the season itself with with what's been going on with rain offs etc. But yeah, it's been great to talk to you this evening, Sam. I don't know if Rob Kane, I'll bring you in now. Have you got any questions that you want to throw at Sam? <clears throat> Sorry, I started talking and then I realised I was on mute. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, not really. I mean, in terms of in terms of questions, most of the questions I want to ask are sort of in the in the quick fire ten. But I mean, I'll ask. This is sort of on one of them anyway, but. Um, you know, in terms of the tracks in in, in Britain and in um, I, and when you were rode abroad, you know, have you got like a selection of tracks that were sort of your favourites when you were riding? Um, that was that was a question that was asked to me um, very frequently whenever I was a racer, and my answer to that usually was a good prepare track. Yeah, because any any track, whether it's small, bigger, or dis different, um, was a challenge, and being a racer. You know, you wanted to master everything you could do and come away from that thinking, yeah, we, you know, we, as, as a team, when you and your mechanics come to a racetrack, you, you weigh up what the track looks like, what the conditions are, and then you, you set yourself up and you say, okay, I'm going to go out there and battle with the rest of the guys. And if it's a good prepare track, you usually have a good result. You have a good chance of winning your, all your races or doing a good performance. Um, I didn't mind the small tracks. Um, I love the big tracks. And we were we were pretty much in my prime, geared up for both. There was times in the history where I'd run around Essex and scored big points, and then the very next night go to Bradford and score big points. So I just like to get prepared track. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the other one I was going to ask was uh, obviously you rode in sort of both areas with the laydowns and the uprights, and a lot of sort of the, the older Speedway fans. My my dad my dad tells, goes on about this a lot. He he sort of harks back on and tells me that the, the uh, uprights were certainly was Speedway was better with the uprights. Did you have sort of did you prefer the uprights or, or the laydowns when you used them? Did you have a preference between the two or 
if if I can say that I I was mastering the uprights, I was. I kind of had those things done in. And um, I was a mature age, what, 32, whatever it was, whenever the laydowns came in. And I think a speedway rider probably comes into his prime probably, you know, the mature. I don't mean that's you can't say that really. But I I would say in my experience, um, most of the best guys are in the probably late 20s and early yeah. 30s when they really start banging in those results consistently and understanding the game. And that's where I was in the uprights, and I had that going on. It came to laydowns. I didn't fear the laydowns, but the mechanical side of it, as I mentioned already, were challenging at that time. They're more stable now, and I think uh, any rider getting on them now would do it. Now you can't you can't really compare them side by side because they're two different machines. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was happy to say that I I didn't master the laydowns as much as I mastered the uprights, but probably because of my time in my career <clears throat> no perfect thank you um yeah I, I, i'll pass on to kane now see if he's got any questions <clears throat> well i think i think kane's all right so um we'll move on to the next part so so thank you for the for the chat sam it's been really enlightening no worries. Here. sam has kindly agreed to take on the uh the quiz for us against rob this evening in the podcast versus the world <clears throat> Oh, lovely. lovely. So, um, <laughs> Make them easy, please. <laughs> uh, well, this is this is probably slightly more catered to Sam, but we'll go with it. Great. And, and if you've got any arguments, it's Kane's fault, and this took me a very long time. Please don't ruin this early. But right, okay. <clears throat> here is the question, Sam, and, and this is what we have to do. So I'm going to give you a question. You two will then take it in turns to give me an answer. Whoever doesn't give me a correct answer or repeats a previous answer loses. Okay. Right. Okay. I can tell you that there are 22 different answers to this question. But what I want to know is, since the turn of the century in 2000, up until the current date, 22 Americans have ridden in the top two tiers of British Speedway. All right, okay. So, okay. what we'll do is we'll come to Sam as the challenger first. So, you just name one, and then Rob will name one, and then it will come back to you. So, 22 Americans since 2000 have ridden in the top two tiers of British Speedway. Greg Hancock. Greg Hancock. Is correct. Okay, I'll get a nice easy one out of the way. I'll have uh, Sam himself, Sam Malenko. That is correct. <laughs> Jason Crump. Jason Crump. It's Australia. Oh. American. Oh, did you said American. Oh, I'm so sorry I missed that one. I'm so wrong. I'm, wrong. I'm on the nice man. All right, American. Oh wow. Twenty-two Americans, yep. Oh, right. In both. I'm with you now. I'm with you now. I'm with you now. Billy Gennaro. Billy Gennaro is correct. Um, uh, Brock Nickel. Brock Nickel is no, nope. is it? He was in. Yeah. Okay. From the year two thousand up until this season. Okay. Now it's my turn. Um. Uh, Ryan Fisher. Ryan Fisher is correct. Um, Luke Becker. Luke Becker is correct. 
Oh boy, now I'm stumped here. Um, <laughs> well, I'm going to say Billy. Billy Hamill is correct. Um. Uh, ooh. Oh Lord, it's not good. I'm start. I'm throwing a blank now. Um, Gino Manzares is correct. Okay, I should know this one too. Um, ah. Yeah, is there a timer on this? <laughs> uh, all right, I got to think. Flexible. Yeah, no, no, that's good. I get it, get it. Um, oh, I, uh, but, but Charlie Venegas. I'm afraid that's incorrect, Sam. Yeah, he Charlie's... was 90, 98, 99, that's it. So, so Rob wins. Have you got any okay. more on your list? Uh, I was, I, uh, Brent Verner, is he? That's a, he's American. No, he was before that. No, Brent Verner's on there. He was in yeah. there. Oh, no way. Okay. Yeah, he was. I could have said um, Ronnie Corey too or anybody, huh? Yeah, yeah Ronnie Corey was on there. Yeah, uh, that was too easy. I can go, oh, there's two Rummels in there. Um, Max. Max Rummel. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, both, both, both of them. Yeah, I thought, but I can't. Yeah, yeah um, Dylan I'll, and Max. Yeah, that's it, Dylan Rommel. Yeah, oh, we got him as a guest as well. I should remember that. Um, Sorry about that. I'm only catching on now what you were doing. So there you go. I, um, I've been. Yeah, I'm coming from a dinner party. Remember, I've had a glass of wine. Getting your excuses out. <laughs> any, any more, Rob? I've got. Um, I've got. I've got a left. former Swindon rider. I've got. Oh, a former oh yeah, bear with, uh, Kenny Ingalls. Woo. Yeah. Oh yeah. really? He was late in two thousand. Okay. Yeah, he wrote. Yeah, like, he, he, he had like well, well, maybe Bobby a quarter Ott of the season. But Bobby Ott was pre. Bobby Ott was earlier. Yeah, yeah, Bobby Ott was a little bit before that as well. Yeah. yeah. No, I, st- I struggled was... there. I struggled after that point. Yeah, I think. A big name Actually, as well. I've got a couple that were around. Well, one was two thousand, and I only know it because he wrote for Kings Lynn. Was John Cook? I wouldn't um, have that. Ricky Wells. John Lutt- Oh yeah, Ricky yeah. Wells, of course. Yeah. Well, Rick, well, Ricky Larson. Wells was, yeah, yeah. Josh Larson, Ricky Wells, um, Eric Carrillo, yeah. Um, Tyson Burmeister, yeah, yeah. Chris Manchester was on the list as well. I'll be damned. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well done anyway, Rob. Well done. Brian Yarrow and Aaron Fox finished the list off there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. To be to be fair, after once we got past the Rummels and Kenny Ingles, I'd have I'd have started struggling then. I'd have I'd have struggled then, but. You no, but all, what what you said, all those Nathan, it's it all just like that. I got it. Yeah, yeah. The mind, you'd be surprised how often the mind goes blank when you're having, when you're put on the spot to do these. Mm. It's a nightmare. There's pressure in it. Gets to us all. But um, <laughs> thank you, folks for taking part in that, Sam. Um, one final thing before we let you go this evening, Rob's gonna quick fire as we do with all our guests. We give them a t- quick by ten question. So I'll hand you over to Rob now, and he will um, go through the question. Perfect. So the quick fire ten. Um, we'll start. So number one, what was your favourite track? Oh, in the world or just yeah, Sweden? anywhere. Yeah, any track. Yeah. Legno. Legno. Um, what I think you may have answered this in the in the interview, so I think it's going to be motocross. But what sport would you do if it wasn't speedway? Yeah. It's... Yeah, it's going to have to be motocross. I started there, yep. Okay. Uh, number three, your favorite moment in, in Speedway? <clears throat> as, as a successful moment, you mean? 
yeah, well, any it could be any moment. Yeah, yeah, just just it. Yeah, any any moment. Obviously, you won the world title, so it could be that. But any any sort of particular moment that sticks in your mind, really. <laughs> no, I can't see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll just say probably the World Team Cup at Coventry in 1993. Okay, uh, your number four. Your three favorite things about the sport. Um, boom. Three favorite things about the sport. Uh, the, the actual the feel the fe- the feeling on the bike when yeah. when it's going forward is probably one of the best things. I love the thrill of that, uh, making a good start, and um, having a good team around you and being able to share that when you're driving back from a race. Okay, uh, number five. I think to be fair, Nathan's interview is pretty pretty good. So I think you might have already answered this one as well. But number five is there a club? Is there a club you support at the moment? Well. Yeah, we'll see Wolverhampton. Oh, okay. Uh, number six, your two least favourite things about the sport? Um, the international body making decisions that aren't in favour of the mechanical side of the sport. Okay. Um, and number seven, did you have any sort of pre-meeting superstitions or rituals or anything like that? I thought I did, but I didn't. Um, I tested myself. Um, I, th- I used to think only because Peter Adams had this kind of a deal where he did the same thing every time and stood in the same place every time, and I'd always go, why? And then I used to think, wow, I better put the same socks on the right way and better put the boots on the right way and shit like that. And I thought, you know what? This isn't – I'm screw it, and I just gave it up. So it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. uh, number eight, who, uh, who's your pick to be the 2023 world champion? <clears throat> wow, that's a good one. Um, it's it's obvious to say that I would like to think that Ty Wolfen would probably pick it back up this year. He would look. He looks like he's a changed man until he made that freaking stupid pick, gate four <laughs> in the last one. Um, I'm going to go with Ty. Okay, uh, number nine. Your favorite speedway rider ever, past or present? Oh boy, that's. I don't really have one. Can I say that? Because I don't. I, I'm in awe of anybody that's been successful, um, but never had a favorite because um, I wasn't in the game before I got into Speedway. I didn't know anybody. I didn't yeah. even know who was what. Um, but I admire everybody and I love everything about everybody's different talents. Um, but I know that um, Rickard's in probably, I would say. Yeah. And the all-important final question. So, for any reason, pick one of these three clubs. Swindon Robins, Kingsland Stars, or Workington Comets? Swindon Robins. Yes. Points on the board. Love it. Lovely. Perfect. That's the perfect end to that. To that. That's quite okay. fine, that is. I'm happy with that. Nice. Uh, do, do you know what? I've always preferred your brother, Charlie, to be honest, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never mind. You rode for, for Kingsland as well. I thought you might have had some affiliation with us. But... Yeah, well, yeah. Kingsland has always been one of those places where it's so far away. But Swindon, you know, they battled. <laughs> Roscoe made made that place as far as the kind of the, the, the ore of him being so passionate about it. And then for them to come back and win the championship finally after all those years, to me... Um, it's just a shame it's not there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very shame. True. Yeah, very true. Hopefully, we we see them back in the in the not too. Distant you think future. that's going to happen? 
Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm not particularly optimistic. If I'm being honest. It's nice to see that obviously they're doing the challenge matches. Obviously, there's one at Paul on Wednesday, yeah, but um, yeah, it's. I mean, the track is still there and the stadium is being built, but the speedway have sort of moved out of the stadium and they were uh, the the uh, the sort of the the owners of the old track want to build a new stadium within a 40 minute radius of the town centre. But I, I think it's just sort of yeah. I don't is, think I'm not is, not very optimistic with it to be honest. Is there any talk about Wolverhampton finding a new place? Have you heard any? Um, there was there was some more actually uh, some more positive news coming out since the announcement regarding <laughs> a plot of land. Uh, nothing's confirmed yet, but I think there is genuine hope that something might come out of this. Still, oh, I think good. I think Monmore Green's probably not going to happen, but something else might happen in the future. So. Yeah, there's there's an area close to where I'm at um, could facilitate something. Um, I opened the door, but I haven't gone through it yet. Um, not that I want the challenge or anything, but you know, it's obviously everything takes money, doesn't it? Mm. Yes, this is true. This is true. Mm. But um, it, thank you for good. joining us this evening, Sam. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Right. Um, future look on Eurosport this year. I'm sure we'll be watching you. Um, when we uh, tune into the Premiership action. But um, for tonight, thank you for joining us and good luck in the future. Thanks, you guys. Take care, guys. Thanks, Thanks Sam. Thank Bye-bye. All right, and that's a big thanks to Sam for joining us on the show there. Um, but our show must now go on, and we move on to the next Grand Prix in the series, which will be taking place in Warsaw, Poland, this weekend um, on the temporary track. Uh, Dominic Kubira will be coming in as the wild card for this one. Kane, you looking forward to this one? Um. Yeah. Why not? Don't say no. It, no. No. It's gonna be bad. No. I think it'll be okay. Um. I don't mind Warsaw. I've not really. I think I've only seen one meeting there. So. Yeah. But I mean, you're to GP. So. There'll be some decent me- me- meetings. Be- races. Be some decent races. And um. Yeah. If I'm not at work, I'll probably watch it. Is it? That's opening night for working till you're not going to that. Or opening I should be back by then. I don't think, know. Yeah. Oh, no, if you're at work at night, I'm with you now. I've got you. Yeah. Um, Rob, as we look ahead, uh, we look back at last time in Warsaw, Max Frick was probably a surprise winner in the end um, out of that one with Leon Madsen and Frederick Lindgren making up the podium. Um, are you expecting something better from um, some of the riders that were on show last time? And are you yeah. expecting the same from Ma- Max Frick? Um, I mean, in, I'm I'm not sure I'm expecting the same from Max Frick. I think in terms of how riders performed last time, you would imagine you'd like to think Leon Madsen would be a bit better than he was um, in Croatia. Um, I'd, I'd be surprised. I mean, I'd be surprised if there's another surprise winner. Obviously, you can't. It's difficult. You can't really look past Smarzlik again. So whoever's first in the predictions in a bit is probably going to pick Smarzlik again. But he's not going to win every round, I'm sure. But it, obviously, with it being a temporary track, it sort of did it. It can throw up surprise surprise results. Obviously, uh, you could you could have even called it at Cardiff last year. You're purely winning a, a slightly surprise result, and obviously we had, um, as you say, we had Max Frick winning at Warsaw last year. So it depends on it. Obviously, with the with the temporary tracks, they're, they're always so different. They're usually nine times out of ten, the track is ne- it's never the same from the year before. So it could throw up any any number of results really. But I think there's you can have the sort of usual suspects. Near the top, and I, I'd be surprised if, if, if you know, you're Leon Madsons of the world, maybe your magic sort of. I don't have a better round this time round. 
Yeah, so as we go into this meeting, uh, Bartosz Marsnik obviously leads the series after his opening night victory. Robert Lambert in second, Freddie Lingo in third, and Jason Doyle um, in fourth place. Um, who should I come to? We'll have our predictions for this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Rob Mist first. The prediction for the first GP. So we'll come to you first, Rob. Okay, I'm gonna pick Jason Doyle. Ooh. I'm doing it. I'm going for it. He's going to make it past the second bend there. He's going to have a decent meeting and we're all banking on him again. He'd have won won in Croatia if he hadn't binned it. He'd have won it. I know it's obvious. If he hadn't binned it, he'd have won it. But he didn't bin it, to be fair. He picked up a bit of drive. It was was unlucky. To be fair, he... He's definitely binned it. No, he didn't bin it, did he? He picked up drive. He had to lay it out. No, he didn't hit anything. He bottled it. He bottled it. He didn't even... Yeah, just... Just he made the gate. He made the gate from gate four, uh, which I think was a decent gate. To be fair, I think gate four was a decent gate. It picked pretty well, and he made the gate. He got over Smarzlik. He was gonna. It was. He was gone. In my opinion, he was gone. And Oof. then he's hit that bit of that. He's caught caught that bit of drive wow. and ended up in the bags. But caught that bit of drive, he just got too excited because he hit the front in front of Smarzlik. <laughs> too exciting. <laughs> too exciting. He's he's back, mate. JD's back. Oh, I'm not going to say anything because if he goes on win, no, I'll not hear the end of it. Dane, um, <laughs> I'll come to you next. Don't go Smarzlik again because you're oh, getting boring. I really want to. Oh, just, I've got, yeah. like, you know, off air, you said Smarzlik's never made it past the semi final, blah, 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 at Warsaw. Mm. But I remember he was going to make the final last time and then he, like, almost died. Yeah, so, he hit a rut. So. I'm picking Bartosz Smarzlik again. You are so boring. Yeah, but... It's because you're behind. Why don't you just pick Kim Nielsen or something? You know what? You're right. I'm going to pick... Who's the I'll give you six points if you pick Kim Nielsen and he wins. Well, yeah, but that's still going to be zero points, isn't it? (laughs) So I'm going to pick Bartosz Smarzlik because that's... To be fair, you could pick Cabrera. Even though Cabrera's a wild card and he seems to be pretty good in Poland. So yeah, I mean, I, that's I could. Worth, but might be worth. You a could dabble. have as well, and you picked Doyle. So I'm going to pick Smarzlik, and we're just going to like yeah. let Nathan pick. I'll, 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 I'll say at least I'll say at least Doyle is outside the box. Yeah, Which, well, are you Smar- just going to vote Smarzlik? Smarzlik's outside the box because he's never made it to the final before. So uh, have it. All right, I'll go down my list. I've got a few stats here. Jason Doyle has um, not scored more than six. Points at Warsaw in his last three meetings. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't really care, mate. To be honest, you can. But he has, you can, he has finished. Can, he has finished third in a final. Though, you can fair. you can stick those stats where the sun don't shine for all I care. To okay, me. I mean the stats mean nothing because I use I, these I found most of, in stat. most forms. Of it's it's not Go a on. very good stat. It's quite sad. But um, yeah, Ty Wolfman hasn't won a GP since 2018. But where did he win in 2018? Don't say Torrent. The other one. Bloody loads of or them. The, yeah. Yeah, well, Warsaw. Oh, oh, you mean you mean in Denmark? Yeah, yeah, Vojens. Don't know if it was Vojens. Probably wasn't Vojens. I can't remember either. But yeah, he Horsons. was one of those. Horsens. Horsens. Anyway, no. He was one of those um, on my list because he's made, out. well, he's won a final and he's made two semis in his last four. Magic Yanoski was on the list, but I soon crossed Magic Yanoski off. Just because it's magic, you know. You mean the I golden think... helmet winner, Matthew Yanoski? I'm still not banking on him. Listeners uh, get a tenner on Magic Yanoski to win the uh, win the Grand Prix in, at the weekend. Get a tenner. I will not reimburse you when it loses. No, I will not. The man I'm going for, and this is outside the box, Freddie Lindgren. 
That is outside the box. I'll tell you what. Well, Go not on, only did he finish why. third in the last round, good result for Freddie. He's, he seems to be over his long COVID now, but he has been <laughs> in four of the last four finals. He has finished first, second and third twice in Warsaw. You know, so he's got form. Point. Fair point. He's got form. So I'm going Freddie Lingwood. You know who why else not? has form? Jason Dorr. Bartosz Mazik. Four semis. Can't quite make it to the full. The full. He, he can't make it to the full. But he did win last month's round week. Whatever you want to call it. Round. Yeah, that was... Yesterday. Only on my double season, Doyle right, let's go around. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> that is our predictions for Warsaw. Um just a bit of news ahead of the next Grand Prix, which will be in Tetteroff in Germany. Uh, Kings Lynn legend Kai Huckenbeck will be the the uh, wild card for this one. I must suppose probably the obvious choice at the moment. Yeah, with um, Eric being um, what's he got brain fog? I think it was described as. But uh, we wish Eric well in his recovery from that. Um, and then where should we go next? I'll move on to the uh, the meeting preview, shall I? Or should I go? I don't want. It's up to you. I've lost one here. I've you've lost, lost one here. You've lost. You've Kane. lost track of what you're doing. Yeah, Kane's messed with my uh, spreadsheet, and he's took. All, he's changed all the colours and everything. I didn't do anything. Yeah, you did because you took me meeting reviews and moved it somewhere else. Now oh, I want to yes. do the re- I want to do the reviews before I do the previews. Well, in that case, let's do the reviews. Okay, I'll, I'll bring you one other bit of news about the Grand Prix while we're here, actually. The new SGP4 bikes for future GP stars are available to order now. I mm-hmm. believe they are the brainchild of Tony Rickinson and his longtime mechanic, Thomas Zhukovic. Can we get one? Um, I don't know how much they are, but our £75 kit is not going to cover this. Done it. Yeah, we might I mean, these. Um, I mean, these are... Um, these designs are for the ideal entry level uh, bike for riders aged eleven to thirteen. So, I suppose in many respects, it's it's the what should we say the petrol version of the e speedway bikes that are coming in in this country. Um, so this will be the progression from obviously SGP four to three to two, and then on to one, hopefully. So uh, we'll see how uh, that progresses. How many people right. take the plunge? Uh, we I need five thousand euros to buy one. So 5, get donating, guys. To sponsor okay. the yeah. round the boards SGP4 bike that we would never use. 190cc machinery as well. So um, we'll see how much, how many of them get ordered. But I doubt very much we're going to order one. But don't think who's Kane. You're the only real hope. With, you're, you're of that age. You're young enough to still be a world champion. Thank you. Oblivion Northern. What's that got to do with anything? Well, it's minor. I was going to say, yeah, no, Gary Havelock was northern and he was a world champion, I suppose, mm. wasn't he? Was he that northern, though? Yeah. Well, he was definitely from the north. Was he yeah, up, yeah. By, from up by the border? Up by top. Well, he was, he was Middlesbrough, wasn't he? Like, he's up by top. Now nah, the border's higher on that side of the country, so... No, nah, but it's still yeah. up top, though, isn't it? Brilliant. You don't get many world champions from Berwick, do you? <laughs> Greg Blair, we're counting on you. Um, anyway we move on then to the uh, meeting reviews for the week Monday the 1st of May to the 7th of May and again I might find myself skipping something a little bit what could it be what could it be um, Mm. 
The what acceptable. Our, just quick question: What was our meet of the week last week? I forgot. Red car versus yeah. Oxford. Oxford versus Red car. Wrong way around. Yeah. Ah. Oh, Sorry. it was close hold as your, well. Mm-hmm. Hold your horses, there, Rob. Oh, I've got on any horses. So Monday, the first of May, Bank Holiday. Um, the acceptable Bellevue meeting finished with a big win for the Aces, um, and then the half past two meeting. I witnessed the Ipswich versus Kingsland. Uh, Ipswich came out on top, fifty-two thirty-eight, and. I was genuinely going mental by Heath. You, you had an angry tweet. Yeah, you were ranting again. Yeah, and I did like. I did sort of wish I hadn't done it about two seconds later. But to be fair, you, Kingsley did almost hit forty. It's almost a good result. Like. We we had a little bit of a mini comeback towards the end of the meeting, but um, Doyle and Safutinoff were just far too good for anything we had on offer. Just, I mean. I will bring up one point, the, the standard of refereeing, and I hope this is something Phil Morris, friend of the show Phil Morris, is looking into. So, Pete won, um, Daniel Hume and Jason Doyle gate. No, no, you can't Dan- say this, this. This is my thing for the, the new thing. The new thing. You know, the new thing. I'm with you. Okay, I'll, I'll gloss over that. Yeah. I'll cut, we'll let you describe the Should we just do that now, since we've what? sort of... Oh, I mean, you could gloss over it and just say Nathan wasn't happy with the referee. Nathan got yeah, it, it was it was appalling referee at best. But um, and then later in that evening, Wolverhampton overcame Peterborough fifty forty in the Premiership. Uh, the following night, Plymouth beat Scunthorpe in the Cab Direct Championship forty nine forty one. And on Wednesday, the first legs of the uh, Championship Knockout Cup quarterfinals, Scunthorpe won at Birmingham. Uh, Paul beat Plymouth at home and then it was our meeting of the week which I'll come to in a minute on Thursday was uh, Pitgate gate scandal gate gate uh, gate gate, gate. I'll, I'll come to later on and then Leicester beat Wolverhampton 49-41 in the Premiership um, then a few call-offs due to the weather and then on Friday the Edinburgh Academy overcame Kent 52-37 and finally yes finally yesterday the Berwick Bandits beat Scunthorpe 47-43 and then the Bullets overcame Kent Royals 43-23 in a curtailed fixture due, due to the fog, would you believe? Hmm. Um, and I then Red Car finally... Off. <laughs> you, only get fogged up at, you only get fogged off up north as well, didn't you? Yeah, well, fog you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then uh, Red Car sealed their place in the semi-finals, of which we'll come bring you the line-up shortly in the northern section of the BSN series, 49-41. And that finished the fixtures for the week. Um, and then that just left our meeting of the week, which was Oxford versus Redcar, which actually ended up as a bigger victory than we had anticipated. Well, very close for Rob anyway. In essence, we all picked up a point. But Rob, you were the closest. 50-40 you went for. And, and what was a 52-38 win for Oxford? Yes, yeah, I, know, I was I was a little bit gutted. I I thought I was in, to be honest. I thought I was I thought I was I was there. But um, yeah, as we see again, obviously, as we'll we'll come on to rider of the week. But um, Scott Nichols had a cracking cracking no. night. Well, Scott, Scott Nichols had a cracking night. Sam Masters yeah. Sam Masters had a good performance. To be fair, in terms of in terms of Oxford's performance across the board, it's pretty good. Yeah, you know, the, the the reserves nine plus two. Um, you know, Luke Colleen sort of making me eat a few words from the previews. So. Uh, and yeah, I was I, Oxford start of the season has been pretty good, isn't it? So I was I was surprised you guys thought it would be as close as it was, as I think. No, I just thought Redcar had 
powerful enough top three to keep it quite close. But yeah, um, I do think yeah, a lot of teams seem to have gone the top three option, haven't they? But I do you need you need the rest to be firing. And at the moment, Oxford are proving us all wrong. I thought they were going to have. I didn't think they had a great side other than the top three. But Cameron Heaps has started the season pretty well. Yeah, yeah, he has. He has to be fair to him. Yeah, um, and then and then obviously Jordan Jenkins has as well. So. And I suppose this brings us on nicely to our, our rider of the week for this week, um, which was, again, close. the evergreen Scott Nichols, but it was a, a very close one. And I, I know one person will be really excited to hear about this will be Louis Kerr because Richard Lawson got less votes than Louis did the previous week. So, But we, uh, I think we amassed 797 votes this week and it was there was only 15 in it between Scott Nichols and Charles Wright, but it was Scott Nichols come out on top for the second week in a row. So, well done to Scott. And um, you'll have to wait and see if, to see if he'll be nominated in this week's I'm going to say no. of the week, which we will come to now. Ooh. So, um, I don't know if you've seen my tab. I'll put a few of the no, scores on there. I haven't. The tab right at the end goes down Ooh. to row 50. Oh, right of the week. Rider, there you go. You've got of the week. I mean, you've got I've a just lot. Been, I've just included some great scores on there, and I know I should have just deleted Scott Nichols off it. To be fair, but um, while you two peruse through the list, do you want me to to nominate mine? Yeah, go, go on. on you nominate yours while I look at okay. this. You two peruse the list, and I had I had three options this week. Actually, um, well, I had more than three options. Obviously, as you can, you've tell, actually, you know, you've got about fifty. So he's got forty-seven options, but um, my three are all friends of the show. Actually, ooh, um, it's a shame we can only pick one of them. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for it. Yep, I'm gonna go for a friend of the show, Jason Edwards. Oh, you've changed. Um, I have changed. Yeah, I, he's changed. just picked. He's just picked one other guy that I wanted to put in there, but I'll wait to see if one of you two picks him. But Jason started the week in in a tough, tough team at Kingsland at the moment. He's he's picked up four and one from four rides at Ipswich on Monday. But then it's his performances after that's impressed me more. It's 9 plus 2 from 5 at Oxford against a very good Oxford team, I might add. And then 9 plus 1 from 5 versus Birmingham as well. So he's picking up paid double-figure scores so far this season. Um, so well done to Jason. He's my nomination for Rider of the Week this week. So if you two ready? Yeah. Go on then. Go on then, Kane. I've got one. Friend now, of the show? Uh... I haven't really decided yet, but I know I'm picking someone from Birmingham, but it's between three of them. Yeah, don't do it. What? What are you? Uh, right. Do you want me to bring up? Do you want me to bring up what you want to talk about? No, no, I've changed my mind about that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I thought you might. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll go for Birmingham, right? Yeah. yeah it's, it's all right. Yeah. I, I like Birmingham now. Um, do you? Okay, I'm going to tell Rob about this. In a little it depends if um, I, I did right see. I did see a little bit in the uh, chat of, yeah. of Kane. My, my point still stands. Like Kane's opinion okay. on, on the Birmingham Brewings. But... However, I'm going to give Alfie Bortel ride with the week. Well, I'm yeah, not going to give him it. I'm going to nominate him. It. Yeah, nominate him the for show. it. There we go. Alfie Bortel. However, very... big yep. mention to James Pearson because he very almost got my pick, but you didn't pick Alfie, and I had to pick Alfie instead. You have to. Alfie had a a great performance against Scunthorpe, eleven and two from five, including a heat fifteen and seven from four at Redcar um, on Saturday evening. Um, the only reason I probably didn't pick him is because he ran a last in heat, would have been heat eleven, I believe. 
if he would have run a last there and would have got four points positions, I would have probably picked him. It was close between Jason and Alfie, to be fair. But we'll come to Rob, and if well, I, I yeah. don't know what Rob's, I'll, I can't predict what Rob's going to do. Don't worry, I as I mean Scott Nichols has had a decent week, but I'm not going to pick Scott Nichols. I I don't you know I can't unless he went unless he had three maximums unless he had three maximums this week, then I might and then I'll be like you know we're going to have to pick him again. But I can tell you, who I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Sam Masters. Oh, good pick. Like that one. I, I he's a very very good week. Um, I he's mean, obviously he's had two home man. meetings, eleven plus one um, from five against Peterborough, and then obviously ten plus three at home against Redcar for Oxford. But he's also got fourteen at Leicester. Um, obviously, Wolves didn't come away with a win in that one, but yeah, that's 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 a good score. That's a top top score from your number one. That's what Wolves needed. Um, we do think we did say at the start of the season we thought that that their sort of their heat leaders might be where they fall down a little bit in comparison to the rest of the league, but that's a good score away from home against a, a pretty good Leicester side. So I'm going to give Sam Masters my, my pick. Yeah, it's a good pick. So that's our three picks, which will go on the social media pages this week. It'll be Sam Masters, Jason Edwards or Alfie Botel. Um, just some special mentions again. I think if Nick Morris hadn't had such an awful night, um, where was it? Was he at Red Car? Well, Red Car. I'm, I'm going to say he cost Birmingham that meeting. Yeah, I think he, he was close to costing him the meeting, but he's put in a couple of good performances this week. Jordan Jenkins, I think, is riding well in both leagues at the moment. Joe Thompson, again, um, some news we'll come on to in a little while, but um, rounded off his Scunthorpe career with a 9 plus 1 from 5 at Birmingham on BSN the other night. Uh, Zach Cook, again, he's had a couple of or two or three decent performances this week. Scott Nichols, as we mentioned, another fantastic week for Scotty. Ryan Douglas, um, who's been fighting injuries and bikes, um, he's put in some good performances this week. And Justin Sedgman as well. I can see you flicking on it. Okay. Mm. You're all right. Apparently, um, his race in Heat 15 with Charles Wright is one of the best races of the season at, at Redcar. I haven't seen that one. Neither have so. I. But the stream is available on Redcar's website. Who else so, have we got on here to yeah. mention? Connor Coles has put in a good performance. Connor Mountain, down at reserve now for Scunthorpe. Had a good meeting. James Pearson, as you mentioned, had a really good one. Jamie Halder again um, for Berwick. Um, another really good meeting from him as well. And friend of the show, Greg Blair. I've put nine and four from on here. That's an injustice. Nine he got nine three, and three. Yeah. He got a maximum, didn't he? Yeah. He might still well, be world Greg. champion. He might still make it. There's always hope. There's always hope for that Northerners. Positive mindset, positive outcome of the Northerners. But well done to all those. And we will get them on the socials again this week. Um, And then just a couple of bit of news, which we've just glossed over a little bit. Um, Ryan Kinsley Mm -hmm. has come in this week to replace Nathan Stoneman at Oxford while he's out injured. Good replacement, that Kane? I think so. Ryan's, he had an injury played season last year, but um, a very good signer for Oxford, I think. Yeah. I I mean, you sort of struggle to see where a replacement would come from beforehand. But there's always riders there, especially at the National League level, that can drop down. And Ryan's one of them. He's sort of been at the top end of the National League for quite a while, waiting to break through into the Championship. And he's always going to do a good job for you. So good luck to him. You know, Hopefully we do get to see him riding consistently, maybe get a shot in the Championship as well. But you know you've you've got to start somewhere, and it's it's just good to see you snapped up somewhere now as well. Yeah, definitely so. And uh, another change has come this week, Rob, which is somewhat. Uh, do you know what I understand? I, I do understand, and I have sympathy for both parties in this one. Um, 
Scunthorpe have brought in Max Clegg and Nathan Ablett for and released Joe Thompson and obviously the injured Zane Kennedy. But um, for me, Rob, and, and Nathan Ablett and Max Clegg, I think, got one between them at Redcar on Saturday evening, which has probably cost them that meeting as well. Um, but I, I, I sort of have sympathy with Scunthorpe here because there's nobody available to do a straight swap for Zane Kennedy. So something's got to give. And unfortunately, as is always the case, Joe Thompson has become a victim of the numbers game. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, he, he's very, very unlucky, isn't he? Um, he's had a, he's had a, a, a very good start to the season as well, I think. Um, and as you say, Speedway is a numbers game, and he's he's fallen foul of it. Um, in terms of Scunthorpe's team, to be honest, I think I think the changes is I, I suppose it's the only changes they could have made. I suppose I'm sure they looked around. I'm sure they went shopping um, and were trying to find what they wanted. But in terms of and this is no disrespect to the riders they brought in. I would suggest they it's probably weakened their team a little bit with those changes. Um, even though this sort of had to be made, really, with obviously Zane Kennedy out long term. Um, so yeah, obviously, I, I you feel for Scunthorpe because obviously they had to make the change. They've got an injured rider. They need to have a they need to have that full team again. Um, I'm not entirely sure on the rules in terms of rider replacements and guests. Um, as Wolves kindly pointed I, out, I don't I really understand the rules anymore. They I had can, the 28 day thing for. Um, Zane, and then yes, he went I, down I to like three point five. So, yeah. ah, right. This is, sim- this is similar to a bit of news I was going to bring at the end of the show, but I might as well bring it in now. Um, obviously, Wolverhampton, and this is this was a statement which was made under Wolverhampton management observation, which is Ooh. a funny little statement that they made. But obviously, as we understand it, Luke Becker. Has, has been out with a broken leg, and it's now got to the point where the 28-day faci- facility that they've been granted has now finished. So they can only replace Luke with a rider with 25% of his average, which comes to, I don't know, 5.33, roughly. Uh, and Luke's got a 7.25 average. Now, as they clearly point out, Peterborough have been granted facility for the remainder of the season, I believe. To use... Um, it's, it's really strange, isn't it? It just it just strikes me that this isn't in the best interest of the sport. Lucas got injured in a in a meeting which had nothing to do with Wolves, and he has ridden at Wolves this season. Ultimately, not yeah. in a league meeting, but um, but then Peterborough allowed to use somebody who's event who's essentially just jacked the sport in in this country. And this isn't Peterborough's fault, I must I might admit, but there seems to be a little bit of double standards on this one. And the same with Scunthorpe, like Zane Kennedy's got injured. Scunthorpe are now forced to make a change, which probably isn't in the best interests of British Speedway by releasing Joe Thompson. But I, I just think this is a little bit harsh. It doesn't really um, make any sense, does it? Um, I quite enjoyed reading Wolverhampton's uh, press release. It was quite, I thought it was quite sassy. I thought it was quite uh, a little bit of sarcastic it. undertones. I quite enjoyed it, to be honest. But. Um, yeah, it doesn't make an awful lot of sense. I, I, yeah, the rules the rules very rarely make a lot of sense in this country, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, obviously, I assume that they've sort of brought that in with the so that you can't necessarily do. It. Is this is this a new rule? I guess it's a new rule because obviously Plymouth went through most of last season with an art. Yeah, I think it was it was a rule that was tightened up um, over because the close of, season, I believe, because of the Plymouth situation and various other bits and pieces as well. But it's not really been cleared up. Successfully, I don't think. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of common sense being used there. Um, 
you can understand, yeah, 28 days for Nicky Pedersen would make sense, wouldn't it? Because he did, he didn't even manage one lap, and then he's he sort of buggered off, really. Um, but for riders that have, have genuinely got injured and, and have spent time in this country, it doesn't really seem, yeah, you're right, it doesn't seem very fair, and it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But there we are. It is Straight what it is. Enough. British Speedway in it. Sorted. <laughs> So we move on to the uh, meetings coming up for us this week and we will move on to our meeting of the week shortly. But uh, just to run through some of the fixtures and unfortunately, um, as we record on a Sunday, tomorrow evening's fixtures or tomorrow's daytime fixtures, in fact, as well. Um, Bellevue against Wolverhampton in the Cup has been postponed and the first leg of the semi-final, which was due to be on BSN, has been postponed as well. So we move on to Tuesday. Plymouth take on uh, Paul in the second leg of the Championship Knockout Cup quarter-final. On to Wednesday, Oxford Chargers begin their National Development League season against the Leicester Lion Cubs. And uh, Rob, one for you. Uh, you off to this one, the Pool Pirates versus the Yeah, Swindon we've Robinson. got to, uh, the, the weather forecast is not good. So what will probably happen is it'll get rained off and scheduled for next week when I'm on holiday and I won't see it. Yeah, but, much, better Swin- much better Swindon team this time, though. Yeah, uh, I believe all seven is announced, actually. Yeah, uh, Sam, so. Sam Hagen. And Jack Smith at reserve again. Jack Smith at reserve, yeah. Uh, and then obviously the top five is Doyle, Jason Doyle, Nick Morris, Justin Sedgman, Stefan Nielsen, Anders Rowe. I, it's a it's a better side than the Oxford team. Do I think they're going to beat Paul? No, no, I don't. I, <laughs> I would um, I would hold fire on the Stefan Nielsen one. He had a nasty accident this weekend, and uh, I think he's having a week off. But Ooh. don't quote me on that. Um, but he may not be in the side for that one. Might be rider replacement. Chance for you, Ooh. Rob, this week. Yay! Finally, get to see him in the Oh, hang on. Get the old but, robin on your chest. Yeah, but yes, uh, I will be. I have got. Well, yeah, I have, I have got a ticket, so I will be going. Assuming it's not rained off. Yeah, and uh, we move on to Thursday, and then Sheffield take on Wolverhampton um, in the Premiership. Um, a meeting I'm going to. Kingsland Muggins here is off to Leicester to watch <laughs> Kingsland, um, and then Ipswich will take on Peterborough in what is now the first leg semi-final of their knockout cup. Friday sees Scunthorpe against Glasgow. And this is the BSN Series semi-final first leg. So, for those of you unaware, the semi-final draw has took place today and Scunthorpe will ride Glasgow and Paul will ride Redcar in that. Should we have a quick, a also, quick, quick rundown of what we think of them semi-finals? I, yeah, we can do while we're here. So, uh, Kane, we'll, as you brought it up, we'll, we'll, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think they're both quite good. Just Yeah, Glasgow, Glasgow Paul final, isn't it? That's what I think. I think Glasgow Paul final. Oh, I don't know. I'll go Glasgow, but we'll see. I, I would probably swear towards Pool over Redcar because you know they do have the stre- uh, strength in depth. But I think it's like the teams. I don't know how to explain it. Like they're probably the best two draws we could have had. If that makes sense. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think it Scunthorpe could have potentially. Well, I think Scunthorpe against Redcar would have been slightly easier to call. Yeah, well, they've also recently rolled as well. Yeah, yeah. So, and Paul against Glasgow is you almost taking the two finalists. It's, it's a in my opinion, had the final as well with Redcar and Paul. Yeah. So, hmm. and um, be interesting to see if Glasgow call that one off due to rider availability. But we'll move on. No, no, no. You mean rain? Oh, sorry, rain, or was yeah. it pick game? You mean the rain, no, rain. forecast? No, you mean that forecast they put up that was sunshine and then claimed yeah. it was raining all day? That was, that was yeah, that, that rain. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, you didn't see it because you weren't in Glasgow. 
but uh, it rained. A minuscule percentage of rain. The audacity yeah. to put that forecast over. So, so yeah, the poor forecast. The they, they called it rain. I think that's what <laughs> it happened. Bold. It was bold. Spilled a pint on the track. <laughs> Call it off. Yo, it's waterlogged now. It's caused a puddle. We can't ride through that. And then on Friday, we'll move on swiftly. Um, Bellevue against Oxford in the National Development League. And uh, that's also round one of the 125cc British Youth Championships after that as well. And Edinburgh ride Red Car in the Cab Direct Championship. Um, we'll miss out Saturday for now because that is our meeting of the week. And on Sunday, the what Kent Royals take on the Berwick Bullets, the British Youth Championship, all classes at Glasgow, uh, round two. And then on finish off the week, the Mildenhall Fen Tigers will take on the Oxford Chargers in the National Development League. But um, in homage to you, Kane, um, our meeting of the week this week will be the return of the Workington Comets, Comets who had the, the uh, their pressing, there we go. Yeah, comments, plenty of them about, who had their press and practice day yesterday. Um, unfortunately, poor old Kano couldn't attend due to a trapped nerve in his neck. Mm. Joys, joys. You know why you've got his there. neck? What? No, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> so we'll move, <laughs> we'll move on to the Workington versus Edinburgh Academy fixture, which will take place on Saturday. Kane, you've got to be going, um, aren't you? And I'm going to let I'm going to let you go first with a prediction because I'm, I'm glad you've let me go going. first because okay. I, I don't know if you guys know, but um, I do know the the one to seven, like in our order. Which can, I, can you tell? Bit. Can you tell me because I've written down a one to seven you, and I want to see how close I, will, I am. Okay, what have you got? We'll start no, strong. We'll me. say Connor Bailey is the number one. I've okay. put Connor Bailey at one. Yeah. Then I've put Ace Piper at two. So far, so good. Harry McGurk at three. I was just going to say McGurk then. He's doing Harry well. Three. It's three out of three. Sam at four. Oh, I think he's got it bang on here. Luke Crang at five. Indeed. Elliot Elliot Kelly at six. Oh, you Kelsey Dugard at you seven. It. Scott Dugard is six. Away. Kelly's at seven. Close enough. Close yeah. enough. I, I like the, the I really like Ace Piper at two. I think that yeah, might like really that. help us. Well, um, I like the McGurks to get riding together as well. Me too. I think that's probably why they've done it. However, I'm 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 kind of concerned because Edinburgh are quite a decent team. But I've looked. I've actually done a bit of thinking for once, so maybe I'll be a bit close. I'm gonna back him. I'm gonna go for a home win. Yeah, but I think it's going to be really, really tight. I'm going to go forty-seven, oh. forty-three. Oh, you a chip? Well, that's <laughs> not very nice. <laughs> no, that's the same score as I've gone for. I think their top three could cause us some issues. Um, I, I think Elliot might have the beating of the reserves. I haven't seen much of Kelsey, but obviously he was there at the prison practice, so you know. I he, think even even with. Kelsey, he's been on and off and he was riding at Isle of Wight yeah, last year. Like, I think based on what I've seen from, so far this season from Dale Wood and Kyra and Lydon, I think that both of them will have to beat in a bench. The thing as well is, you know, Kelsey's average is actually, I think it was six points something, so he is capable of, you know, he's going to bag a few points at reserve. Um, I think Ace at number two could be a big pump card for us. And I think, we'll I think the, real level, the real leveller here is that Workington will of course been out on the track and they will have had a practice but this is a this is a first time for everybody really so um, it's very hard to call which way it's going to go but I just uh, like for me as you've just said people like Bickley, Royne and Jacob Hook are very, very I, good I'm very concerned level. them three might push to go through the card I've got them scoring 
approximately, what did I have? About 36 or 37 points between them. I think when I did it, I think I had like them three and Spooner got about 40. Yeah, yeah that's, a, a point, at least that's a point exactly, yeah, that's exactly what that's yeah. exactly what I've got on that. And then I was trying to be a bit more ambitious and be like, oh, we'll, we'll just win, won't we? So I'll go a small win. But yeah, I th- you, think it'd be good. You've gone 47 43. I'm going to go 46 44 then. Exactly the same as what we went with last week. But it's going to be tight and it'll <laughs> if probably I do it every come week, down it'll to be right once. <laughs> it'll go down to heat 15 for me. Um, I hope not. No, I think it'll be a really good meeting. I, I just think it'll be a really good meeting. Big crowd. I've seen the prices come out today. Had to comment on it. I think it was fantastic pricing. Thirteen pound. I, I agree. Adults. One pound for over fives. But uh, just for me, what's it? A family ticket is twenty five pound. I think it is. Oh, you're asking the wrong person. But yeah, I'll just I think say it's twenty five pound. Yeah. I, I just think the whole thing is great value for money there. I, I I'm. You know, this is going to be quite biased but I don't think you'll get bear race anywhere else we'll see Bellevue maybe agree but you know for that no. for yeah, that value three o'clock, three o'clock on a Saturday it might be Ooh, slightly you know more what? acceptable but yeah but it's working so it's going to be class it's going to be dusty as hell isn't it yeah oh, but no, it's, it's working north, so it's going to so be class it's up north it'll rain <laughs> <laughs> we'll be fine north, we'll come to you we'll be fine um we're giving Rob a bit of thinking time now yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know. So I was just, I was going to go home win. Uh, I didn't I really know. They're at home. They've raced, they've been on the track. I imagine some, the, most of the Monarchs riders won't, or the, the Academy riders wouldn't have been on there. I'm going to go forty nine, forty one, just because it was the first name, the first thing that popped into my head. To be honest, I think it'd be a little yeah. bit not as close as you guys have got. So that is our predictions for next week. So wherever you may be next week, enjoy your speed, mate. All three of us will be doing at least one meeting next week. It's a rarity. Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. Yeah, you just got to you just got to pray that the weather holds off in pool, really. But yeah, I say just get it on. I just 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 get on. Little bit, little bit of drizzle, just bloody good, isn't it? Just get it on. Get Gary Havelock rode through the puzzles at rock puzzles puddles at Rock Slab in the. He might have gone through some puzzles as well. And if you're gonna call it off, don't rearrange it for next week. Because if you rearrange it for next week, I will be sending a strongly worded email to I don't Ooh. know, who, but I will be because I, I'm the pool speedway because I'm not happy missing both challenge matches. No, I can understand that as well. Although, I've, although proper, missing the first I'm... one probably wasn't much of a problem. Speedway, speedway. Yeah, bad um, speedway still better than no speedway. Mm. This is. I was just about to say this is true. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> We yes. will come over to um, Kane's Clinic now, which uh, I—it's it, been quite sparse this week, which is actually nice to report. But um, I believe there's been an incident today in Poland um, involved involving yeah. a British League rider. So he, we best he's, include he's back. that one. He's made a return. He's missed me so much, Jay Etheridge. He—I um, I haven't seen the crash, but he's, he had a fall at. Oh, it's not Zizov, it's, it's the other one. Ravitch. Uh, Ravitch. Yeah. Um, they don't think anything's broken, but um, they're waiting for more information, really. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. And obviously, you've reported that Stefan Nielsen's having a week off as well because he's had a couple incidents. Yeah. So, hopefully, uh, we, we see them both back soon. Nothing 
it's going to hamper the season too much. Obviously, you know, it's it's never good to take time off, but let's hope it's just a weak job. Yep, we can hope so. Um, Eric Riss, obviously, as we reported earlier as well, um, although not an injury itself, he has been out for some time now. With uh, I think he's coming uh, back, uh, isn't he? A viral infection. I know, he, yeah, he attempted that meeting in um, for Germany in the European Championships. Um, but he's, he's not ridden since, but hopefully we see Eric. I, 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 I don't know if I've been led false information, but my uncle told me he's going to be riding at Edinburgh. He may well do. He's going to put Rob out of a job if he's if he's back to riding. Yeah. We'll Eric see. Is, right. And that's where we're now heading. We're now heading off to Rob's rider replacement watch. And to be fair, that's been quite quiet this week. Much quieter than the other been. week. Um, yeah, well, to be fair, that was two weeks. That was two weeks. Where you you were yeah. nice and you kept hold of both weeks for me. So, uh, yeah, rider replacement has been has had a, three meetings this week. Um, in fact, he was in the same meeting for two different teams again. So he's he's, he's busy again. But uh, on he, well, he was rider replacement for Eric Riss um, against. Kings Lynn. Sorry, I nearly got the teams mixed up then because he used to ride. He's ridden for Ipswich before, isn't he? he well, he rides for Ipswich now. Sorry, yeah. See, I'm getting mixed up. There we go. It's two teams that he's he ridden for, for and I've totally yeah. mixed up. But yes, there we go. So he was he was missing for all the Ipswich switches. Um, but rider place would be happy with that. Nine point average. Mm. Seven plus two. Couple of five ones. So he'd be quite pleased with that. And then he guested for both teams in the Berwick Bullets versus Kemp Royals meeting. Um... So, right replacement for Archie Freeman scored seven plus one, uh, but unfortunately not so, not so hot for Joe, Joe Alcock. He only scored one from three, but his average has improved since last week by 0.31. So, right replacement, if you're listening, you're on a 531 average for the season so far. Flying. Well, well flying well, up rider, the stats. Rider, I'm glad we're not doing a rider replacement and guest watch because we'd be absolutely screwed. There's too many to go through. Oh, this... this, this... <laughs> podcast is getting long enough as it is anyway. I was going to say that, that would be a good one to be fair if we ever do a guest watch we'd call it like Nathan's Hotel or something Nathan's Hotel oh nice yeah. Nathan's Hotel see guests I'm here all the time yeah, you know, it's, it's a good start it's a good start that's what I'm here um, for yeah. Bunting's Bookies is uh, still on a sabbatical at the moment we're still recovering from previous losses but we will be back in action this weekend for the Grand Prix I'm sure of that um, and we will bring you our thoughts and in this particular section, this then brings us on to the next part, which uh, I must report has been quite successful this week, is the blog. Um, uh, a welcome return. I, apolog- I apologise for the content. Um, this podcast is not su- supposed to be just about Kingsland Speedway. This is supposed to be about the successes of the sport. But this week, I felt compelled to write something um, about my club. And I think it's, it's taken a, a lot of... A lot of people have taken a great interest in it. I think we've had nearly 200 views on this um, over the, the past week. So if you haven't had a look at it, make your way around to the blog, roundtheboards.blogspot.com. Have a read. By all means, get in touch with me. Lots of people have been in touch with me this week with their thoughts um, about the blog. About And I'm not going to go into detail on this podcast because I don't want to talk about it anymore because it, it needs to be moved on. Um, a lot of people have asked me, or spoken to me about the club getting in contact. I can confirm nobody from the club has got in contact, and I don't anticipate anyone getting in contact. But this is this is the thoughts of a speedway fan of a club who are in dire straits at the moment. And um, if if I hear the term, we need a reaction one more time. I think I might blow up. We need a reaction. 
Because <laughs> I'll probably hear that again on Thursday. But there's there's particular guys um, who need to have a long hard look at himself and decide if they. I understand, and I, I, one thing I want to pick up on is um, um, a statement from Dale Allett in in social media this week, um, and I'll get your thoughts on this. Who, who seems to think that there's too many teams in the Premiership now? I'll pick up your views. I'll pick up your views. Which, which one, mine or Rob's? Either of you. Either of you, both of you. Well, um, both your views. Well, I kind of agree, but I also don't. It, it, yeah, so how's that? It, it clears nothing it's, up. I, I can see the struggles with not having enough riders because it's, it's common in both leagues, really, isn't it? But yeah, I think the problem. I think the problem here is is the getting into bed with the Polish. Um, and <clears throat> I always said that this was going to be a problem at some point. Is that the the Thursday race night? We all want the best riders in the world back over here. Dan Bewley's back over here. Um, David Belago's come over. Safutinov. God bless. Safutinov. God bless Christoph Kasperzak's here as well. But these guys really? have come back over here and we've almost sacrificed a night of Speedway because how many more Thursdays are we going to go where we're going to lose riders? Now, I was under the impression that this was only extra league and now Kings Lynn were due to be missing Nikolai Clint, who rides in League One on Thursday night. Yeah, I was. I thought it was just for rain-offs. I thought Thursdays were, were yes, Polish yeah, days yeah. put aside for rain-offs. So, what, so why? I'm assuming that, that for the. Well, it, yeah, but he's not extra league, is it? I thought it was just for extra league rain-offs. Oh, who knows? Clint's not extra league, but that, that's by the by. Um, was it for a rearranged meeting? Your meeting? Ours wasn't rearranged. No, ours has oh, always been in place. God knows. So, but I mean, obviously, uh, as we've heard, and I. I don't want to go into a lot of detail, but we've heard a lot of things from people who have sent us messages over why Kingsland may or may not have been able to get a team this week. But um, all I can say is is that it it is what it is. It's it's a little bit desperate, but you can't help but feel that we've brought this on. I don't think there's too many teams in the Premiership, I'll be honest. I, I think people are now trying to make excuses for building poor, poor teams. And that's just the way it is. I, but we'll I, call it I, I'm a bit more lenient. I, I think, obviously, if there wasn't be. too many teams, you know, Peter would have a new number one. So there's, yeah. there's something there, but I don't think it's... But it's, it's, it's only one more team on last year, isn't it? Explain, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you can't just... I mean, it's difficult, obviously, in that case. You can't just sign... Yeah, you, they're a ride, I'm sure there are riders Peterborough could sign, but they're not you know, number yeah, one. Like, so you know, they're not going to sign them. got a premiership spot. But You're not going to sign them as your number one, though, are you? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like... The way you've built your team, you could probably get a new seven, but you're gonna to have to bin off maybe two or three more people. So yeah, that's what I mean, you'd you'd have to bit like you, you lose... with Peterborough's case, you'd you'd probably have to get rid of Ben Cook, who I think you'd have to rebuild again, the, the same as team, the Joe... more or less. Yeah, the same with Joe Thompson. If you get rid of Ben Cook, that's a really harsh yeah like sacking to make. What do you, do you think? Maybe just go to six rider teams. See, I think that's all of a sudden you freed up. There's a whole number of te- a whole another team of riders that are freed up. I think that's. I think that's got legs. I'll agree with that. Especially in such a, in, in, you know, if we complain we haven't got enough riders, just six rider teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree with that one. Um, just another piece of news from the sport this week: the Premiership pairs, uh, which was due to have three events this season, um, is now down to one major event, which will take place at Leicester um, later in the season. Um, this decision was made due to the postponements of 
um, various fixtures, and then obviously with a couple more going by the wayside tomorrow. Um, seems to make sense for me, and I think I, I want to just I, take, I, take a bit of a, the lead here. I think the pair should be one meeting anyway. But I, Stop no, I sort of and just do no, I sort meeting. of agree. I think you can't have you either have seven or you have one. You don't have anything in the yeah. middle. I think yeah, I, I agree with that one. And while we're at it, bring back the fars. I miss the fars. One hundred percent agree with that. Brilliant day. I, I almost swore because I was that passionate about the fars. Bring back the fars, please. I'm talking about bringing things back. I don't know if you've read the story this week about a return of Speedway to the Wembley Stadium. I didn't read it, but I did see it. I did. Yeah, I did see. That was that was interesting. Obviously, but. Uh, did you also see that um, Wembley released like a, a poster? Is it like hundred years or something like that? Hundred years of Wembley yeah. or something? And obviously they didn't include. No, uh, Speedway. Yeah, I didn't see that. Uh, yeah, they didn't include Speedway. Speedway, and there was another sport they didn't include as well. Rugby. I think it was rugby league. One of them. Yeah, they didn't. Obviously, despite them actually having it, I mean, yeah, they had a world championship final at Wembley. You think you'd have put that in there? But yeah, I did. I did see a few ex riders. Chris Morton was one that was quite vocal on that. Um, about how come Speedway wasn't included on it. But all the same, a return to Wembley, a, a fantastic arena for holding Speedway and potentially a Grand Prix in the future. Who knows? Is is there not already, uh, of Cardiff, not got something in place where as long as it's at Cardiff, you can only have one Grand Prix in Britain? I've not heard anything about this. But no? I also I, don't... I could be talking about the, the, con- the contract for that, so I couldn't say I just heard, I heard that that was the thing of having it at the, at the Principality, was that you couldn't have another one in Britain. I have no Ooh. idea if I'm Britain. Apparently. Honest. That's that's what I, I heard. I mean, I could be talking rubbish, which is quite likely. But... Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, I we just, see. I, I thought that was, that was something. I could be wrong. I mean, okay. Yeah. Well, God knows. What? We should have asked Phil we'll Morris, see. shouldn't we? Yeah, we should have done. He probably wouldn't have told us, but um, just then, before I come to Rob's uh, run through of the tables, we'll just have a look at the BSN schedule for the week mm. or for the month. Uh, obviously, the Premiership Knockout Cup semi-final tomorrow has been postponed, but there will be an Ipswich on Thursday evening for what will be the first leg uh, against Peterborough in the Knockout Cup. Um, Friday the 12th of May, Scunthorpe against Glasgow in the Cab Direct Championship. I'm sure that will be a, a very good fixture. Um, and I think that's all that they've got planned in at the moment with the with the Wolves meeting being postponed for the pairs and also that meeting being postponed. So we'll wait to see their updated schedule. Now, over to you, Rob, for your run-through. Yes. So uh, I believe I started in the Premiership last week. So we'll move, we'll, we'll, we'll change it up. We'll start in the National League. We'll work our way up. So in the National League, uh, Edinburgh topped the table. They have four points from their two meetings. Mildenhall are also unbeaten. They're on four points from two meetings. Uh, three teams all joined on two points, but uh, Berwick are the lesser of those, really. They've had four meetings, but they're only on two. They're down in, I want to say, sixth, fifth, fifth. They're in fifth. Sorry, there's no numbers next to the table. Imagine how difficult that is. Uh, Leicester are also unbeaten. They've, they've started unbeaten. They've got two points from their one match. Bellevue are third. The three teams at the bottom without a point, Oxford and Workington obviously haven't, haven't started yet, but Kent are remain rooted to the foot. They're on naught from three meetings. Uh, we move into the championship where we actually have some movement this week. There's Ooh. been league matches in the Ooh. championship. Would you believe it? Wow. Uh, the early pace setters are Oxford. They lead the way at the top on points difference. They've got two points. 
Plymouth also won on there in their first meeting. They're on two, as did Berwick. Uh, Birmingham, Edinburgh, Glasgow, and Paul are yet to race a league meeting. Scunthorpe are the early sort of are the early side nearer the bottom. They've raced two. They haven't picked up a point yet. Red car are bottom on points difference. They haven't picked up a point either. Um, and then we move into the chat in the Premiership, where we've had the majority of the meetings. Champions Bellevue still lead the way, but they have raced at least three more meetings. Sorry, at least two more meetings than everybody else. They're on twelve at the top. Ipswich sit in second. They're on six. Wolverhampton and Sheffield are on five. They're inside the playoffs at the moment. Leicester are just outside on points difference. They're on five as well. Kingsden are just three points no, off a bottom. Place. We're still not bottom. You're not bottom. They're just three points off a playoff place. Would you believe? Although it is, we are in the embryonic stages of the Premiership season. They're on two, and Peterborough are have lost all five of their opening meetings, and they are rooted no. to the foot of the table. I don't know that, if you want to have a, a look at of, the, um, we just the do ride Peterborough in a double header on the 18th and the 22nd of May, though. So, Panthers fans, you have some hope. Anyway, um, if we, if we scroll down, we can look at the averages as well. Ooh. We can. We will look at the average. Obviously, I've got to go through the BSN series. I yes, mean, we already yeah. know who the semi-finalists and the finalists are, but Glasgow are obviously already through. They're in there. They take on Scunthorpe in the semi-final, who won the northern section. As we suspected, with Red Car last week, Red Car beat Birmingham to take that best second place away from Berwick. Uh, Oxford did pick up a win. As did Plymouth, but it's not enough for either of those. They have got meeting. They have got a meeting against each other left, but they won't be able to make it. Uh, as Paul have won the southern section, you want to have a look at the averages. Do you I want to look at the look top at the tens? Do you or let's do top tens? Okay, so the top ten. What we got? Top ten averages twenty twenty three. We'll have a look at those. So starting at the bottom division, you want to have a look at those? Can do. Let's go, let's go NDL. Yeah, yeah. Um, so at the start, Adam Roynan. Unbeaten, 12-point average. Eight rides, 24 points. Uh, Dan Thompson also has started the season with a maximum. Alfie Botel's on an 11.2 with Carl Bickley on a 10.8. That's your top four. I wasn't going to go through the whole top ten. We may be here a while. Are you happy with that? There's a friend of the show there, though. All right, well, we'll keep going then. Uh, Jacob Hook is... Yes, Jacob Hook is on a 9.6. He's in fifth. Nathan Ablett, uh, Scunthorpe's new signing, has started the season pretty well. He's on a 9.33. Lee Complin, friend of the show, 9-2. Uh, Swindon Robin Rider on Wednesday. Jack Smith is on an 8.89. Sam Hagen, a Swindon Robins Rider on Wednesday, is on an 8.80. And Ben Morley props up the top 10 on an 8.62. Can you just do Ooh. a number 11? Who's a number friend 11? The, friend of the show. That's the friend of the show, one. number Connor 11. Coles. Connor Coles fifth. is number 11. He's had four meetings and he's averaging 8.22. That is all your riders above an 8. Fifth one in the fifth one in the top eleven. Look at that. We, 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 only get, we only get good riders on the show, mate. That's all we that's all we get. Um until championship we, obviously get... Sorry, go on. No, I was gonna say until we get to the championship and then we have nothing. Yeah, yeah we've got nothing. Although it is as I said, it's embryonic. So um in terms of riders that have actually raced more than one meeting, Jake Allen and Ryan Douglas are the only ones to have raced well more than one meeting. They have both got at least an eight. So Ryan Douglas has got an eight point average. Jake Allen has started with an eight point eight. Top is Scott Nichols, Scott Nichols for GB. Hashtag that. Get him on um, He's on a 10.4. And then in the Premiership, as we all suspected, Emil Saifutinov is leading the way. He's on 9.9, just 0.01 ahead of his teammate, Jason Doyle, in second on a 9.89. As we say, as I mentioned earlier, Sam Masters has got has started the season really well. He's on a 
with Mujilak, with Tobias Mujilak. Obviously, he's injured at the moment, but he's on an 8.8. Then we look at Brady Kurtz is in fifth at 8.67. Charles Wright, sixth on an 8. Eric Riss has got an 8-point average, surprisingly, although he's under one meeting. Dan Bewley is in the top 10, but are we a little bit disappointed with the 7.63 from seven matches? Well, he's better than the three that he had. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's better, but are we? Uh, he's only he's only averaging point one three more than Justin Sedgman, so it bodes well for Wednesday night. That's all I can say. Um, yes, um, guess who the top Kings Lim rider is in the averages? Frederick Jakobsen. I would say Frederick uh, Jakobsen as well. It, it's one Christoph Kasperzak according to this. Woo! Six point three three. He's you're slagging due, him off. That's, well, that's higher than he's that's your due best to, rider. Fair play. That's due to his 15 point maximum at home, I should think. Michael Palm top second, actually. Um, and then uh, we've got Richard Lawson in ninth on a 750, and then Chris Harris props up the top 10 with a 747. So, Ooh. as I would say, I would say Scott Nichols for GB. Get him on playing. Get him on playing. I was looking at the wrong list there. I'm looking at the wrong list. Ignore me completely. It's Justin Sedgman in ninth and Max freaking tenth. So even more reason for Scott Nichols to be on that play. Get him on playing. And this brings us on to the final part of our show this week. Um, What I do want to do is just uh, give a brief mention to our compatriots across the sea, other side of the world in Australia. I don't know. I bought it. I think I put a video this week. Um, those at uh, Heat One Motorsports gave us a special mention on their podcast this week. Um, so it's only right that we give a mention to Heat One Motorsports um, over in Australia for all the good work that they do for Speedway. Um, obviously, they had, they had Todd Wilkshire on there the other week talking about the art of gating, which I found incredibly right, true what he was saying. I think they should just let starts go. I don't know what you guys think. I think unless you hit the tapes, just let it go. Good start is a good start. I agree. Yeah, I think if you if you're lucky enough to anticipate it and you get it right, then fair play. But nice work. And then we <laughs> we sorry. move on to our not not that I need to bring any more new features to this podcast, but we but have going to stop us. Yeah, we we'll bring new features every week. We might drop stuff out now and again, but we might bring stuff in. But this week, um, we have our new category, which is ruthless. Comical, noteworthy. And for the eagle-eyed amongst us, you will notice that that is all of our first letters of our first names. That's right. My name is Ruthless. (laughs) My name is Comical. (laughs) And Rob's Rob's just noteworthy. Just noteworthy. I don't get to be excited. I'm not Ruthless or Comical. I'm just noteworthy. So, we'll come to you, Rob, first. We're going to go with Ruthless. We're going to go with RCN. Can't make a word out of it, but RCN. So, I'm in Manchester, so... It does actually like quite a bad one, but it does. You're right. It does sound like one. Um, so my ruthless moment of the week, and I thank a user on Twitter for putting up the video. I can't remember her name, but she's a massive Max Frick fan. Um, she posted a video of Max Frick of a race between Max Frick and Brady Kurtz at Bellevue on Monday. I want to say, and my ruthless uh, pick of the week is Bellevue's is Brady Kurtz's pass on Max Frick. Frick did a lovely cutback on Ben two. And steamed up the inside of him, and then Kurt sort of repaid the favour and come up the inside of him on Ben three, and nearly took him into the car park. He went running that wide. Um, Frick did well to keep hold of the uh, keep hold of the bike, but it was quite a ruthless pass. So that is my ruthless pick of the week. Lovely, thank you very much. Have you got the video for that, Rob? Can we, uh, I will find it on our socials. I will find it on our socials. Yeah, I will find it for you. That person on Twitter. I've got a video as well. 
I don't want to say it. That's you've disgusting. already seen it. You were there. Oh, go on. That's right. Comical is the refereeing decision in Heat 2 out of Switch. Um, oh, my days. Yeah. Heat 1, it was pretty much the exact same thing. And it was all far back, but in the... No, re- no in... well, you see, that it wasn't quite... No, it wasn't exact. If anything, it was worse. It was worse? Yeah, because in Heat 1, right? I'll Because you, you've seen the video of Heat 2. I've so seen Heat it 2. Was effect- it was effectively Skittles. So Daniel Hume come out of Gate 1 and just piled through everybody. Not Daniel, Daniel Hume's fault, by any means. It's just a racing accident. First Ben Bunchin. Is yeah, that's exactly be. what it is. But then Heat 1, Daniel Hume and Jason Doyle come out of the gate. I think Doyle probably keeps his line. Daniel Hume just comes out, takes his line. Jason Doyle can't do anything apart from lay his bike down. Yet the referee puts all four back. I, I just, I mean, there was no contact or anything. That's that's where the indiscretion is. Like, anyway, gonna... this is my feature, not yours. So should it? Sorry, yeah, I was I was just putting a uh, a bit of context into your yeah. argument. But in, in Heat Two, right. you know, Hume makes a gate. There's a bit of contact with Howarth, and I think Howarth. Well, how it does go down, but uh, there was a comment on this post here that says um, how it's basically just gone down easy. I disagree. If you if you do look it's at the replay, it's evident. I think if Thompson and Edwards aren't there on the outside, he stays up. But obviously, this contact when once he goes it further out wide into the bend, and you know it, it's first bend bunching. You've, you've seen it plenty of times. You, you don't even need to see a video to know it is. And um, she excluded Kyle Howarth. I can't remember which yeah. one it was. Was it Turnbull? No, Barbara. Barbara Hawley. No, no, no. It was Christina Turnbull. It's it's on this was post it? here. If I could read, it would be class. Anyway. I, I do beg your pardon. I don't know where um, Barbara Hawley from. I but, think someone put that name in my head when I okay. said it was a female ref. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there's been a few questionable decisions this season, last season. And it would just be nice if we could get everything quite clear cut, to be honest. But hey, yeah. comical. Referees. That might have been comical for you, but that weren't comical. That cost us a meeting. That definitely day. weren't comical for Carl Howarth. <laughs> he, he had a good meeting, to be fair, after that. It's good seven points after that. But uh, then we come on to me, N for noteworthy. Um, I think we all, I don't know what everyone was expecting to happen at Leicester on Thursday night. Some big announcement was going to be made before the beginning of the meeting. I think uh, lots of people had their hopes built that Artem Laguta would be joining Leicester very shortly. But um, it was the news that Max Perry had signed a contract uh, with the Leicester Lions. Um, I, I think it's a tremendous signing. Max is, is showing a lot of potential at the moment and I think he could be a big rider in the future. And for me, that's noteworthy. That is a definitely good young, noteworthy. A good, young, up-and-coming British rider. Something for us to get excited about. Artem Laguta. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> Team of the month, obviously, uh, we move into May now. Um, so we're, we're collecting our data for the month. And then finally, to finish the show, uh, I'm not sure if this guy's listening or not. But Well, he better do, or else be, it's pointless. He better do, because someone, someone will know him. Well, I told Phil Mullard to uh, make sure that he was listening tonight. But um, someone that us three all know um, through SC UK, Andrew Jeffrey, is getting married to Kelly this weekend. So. I think all three of us would like to pass our congratulations on to Andrew and Kelly for this weekend. A full um, Somerset legend for the people yes, who know. Yes, indeed. Um, the real double, number one, Rob. Du- would you agree? A double winner. A, yes, a one- the real number one. Why not? We'll, we'll, we'll let him have that for one night. No worries. Bobby, Bobby and Bobby and Billy. Billy and Bobby. Bobby and Billy. Yeah, yeah that we named, renamed you. 
destroyed opposition, especially Sheffield back then. And um, I, but um, that completes the show for us this evening. Unless there's anything else you'd like us uh, to add in this week, boys. Um. Uh. Ooh, Rob, do you have anything? Uh. No, I haven't got anything to add. Actually, no. I Not don't think perfect. I've got anything. If just, have, just oh, obviously, sorry. you're all gonna miss. You're all gonna miss me next next week. Yeah. Yeah. We. Um. I guess. I do have a. a Can we tell them? Or should we just keep it as a surprise? About what? Who's coming on? Look, we'll keep that as a surprise, and we will have a. There will there'll be no rider replacement in, in um, for us next week. There'll be a guest in operation. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm looking to get another guest on the show for us uh, to join us. Um, I'll speak to Kane about that. I Hello. think he probably knows who I'm on about. But um, uh, keep looking at our social media pages. We'll put our rider of the week up there um, for this week. But for now, thank you for joining us on the show. We hope you enjoyed, and we will talk to you again next week. Bye. See you guys. Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.